0: Welcome to the Skill Stadium, a podcast for the skilled trades, where you can learn about the opportunities and benefits of working in the skilled trades from business owners, hiring managers, and the hardworking, talented professionals. And now, your host, Keith Williams. Hi, this is Keith Williams of Skill Stadium, and today I have on the show, Sydney Hensley, who is responsible for recruitment and Employer Relationships at the Georgia Trade School in Ackworth, Georgia. Sydney is a Marine. She served two tours, one in Iraq in 2007, another in Afghanistan in 2009. She's a BA in Human Resources Management, and she used to work for Huntington Ingalls in the Navy, Coast Guard, and Marine Corps' largest shipbuilder. In her job, she created and implemented multiple training courses and contributed to their social media and marketing. I am pleased to welcome Sydney Hensley to the Skill Stadium Podcast. Sydney, thanks again for coming on the show. How are you doing today?
1: I'm doing great. Thanks for having me. I really appreciate you reaching out.
0: Excellent. How have you guys been handling things? I know that school was closed a little bit during the COVID crisis. How have you guys been functioning? Because you're you're a school that people have to be in the school in order to, to function.
1: Uh it's definitely been challenging, just like other small businesses. Uh, we've had to ad- adapt our business model for some time, uh, half capacity, um, to make sure that we were responsible and uh, followed social distancing recommendations. Um, of course, we like cleaning already had like soap and disp- dispensers all over the school, but um, you know, just that kind of stuff. But as far as employment and interest in our school, we really didn't slow down. It was great to see that people are still interested and the industry is still going with some pandemic. So that was really interesting. The business was able to respond to the change.
0: Awesome. There are a lot of professions in the skilled trades. Why would one want to consider welding?
1: Uh, welding. A really unique career field. I've never seen the kind of flexibility that you have with the welding skill set. I've never seen that really as diverse of a employment opportunities as there are with what You know, you could be an inspector, you could build film sets, you could work for the government, you could be military with it. So there's a lot of there's a very diverse skill set and jobs that are open for it. So I think that that obviously give you a lot of job security in the long run. And it's certainly not something you have to stay with. You, know, you don't have to still be welding at 50. There's so many career paths you can take with it that it could just be a jumping point. And for so many people, that's really what it is, just a jumping point And it springboards them into a ton of other career options that otherwise wouldn't be available. If you were say an architect or an engineer, you're kind of pigeonholed into one industry with welding you can change industries and never really change your career. So I think that's really unique.
0: Excellent. When we speak about the trades, you know, we've all heard that there is a bit of a stigma and I feel like that's changing. What are you seeing out there in terms of people's, how people see the skill trades, particularly, I guess, from maybe the parents' perspective who think college is is the only path? What are you seeing in terms of the stigma of the skill trades?
1: I definitely believe with, the college market, what it is, and student loan debt at what they are, there is definitely a change in perception because for the first time in 20 years, we're not preaching like college is the only route to success. So I think that is influencing parents. I think they're changing their mind about feeling like their kid is like trades is as, as a plan B. They're choosing it as a plan A. And then they could go to college later, but still have a skill set to fall back on. Robin Wood has famously quoted that that you know have go to go do whatever you want, but have a skill set to fall back on. Um, and so, for a lot of people, I think they're starting to see where the debt for students nowadays is irrationally high, and schools are not getting cheaper. And so, they're looking for alternative forms for their education or to get a different education that might fit their student better. Uh, so, I definitely think the perception of trades is changing. It's, it'll be slow, and it will it'll continue to be slow until the schools really get behind it and push it more. And I think we won't until there's more funding in the trades programs throughout
0: schools. Yeah. And, and I might add that the programs are shorter than college. Like I'm sure you don't take four <laughs> years to go through your program. So, you know,
1: no, we can, you can be done in months actually with our program.
0: That's amazing. That's amazing. I just want to reiterate that, what what Sydney said, is you could be done in months, not years. That's a big difference. You're earning money a lot quicker. So I think that that is another added value. You know, another thing, too, that I have noticed, and I've actually done day-in-the-life interviews for welders, and we see that most of the welders are men. They're male. About 2% of welders (laughs) are females. What can we do to change that to increase the number of women becoming welders?
1: That's a great very interesting. We have actually—that's uh, actually been an area that we've been focusing on and working on. On average, we've always had three seniors probably out of um, maybe averaging one out of every class. We have three classes a day. Um, currently, right now, we have eight females enrolled, wow. so it's a jump in our female population, and we're really excited about it. What? That? I mean, our senior welding instructor is Elaine Waters. She's kind of legendary in the welding industry. She's seventy. And she's still teaching. She's probably been longer than I've been alive. But I think putting there to see that this is achievable, that women are good at this trade and position where women can look at them and say, yeah, that could be me. I could do that. You know, it's not always nasty, dirty work. The manufacturing environment is, everyone knows could be an extremely clean place. So for women who are worried, like, I don't want to be dirty all day. This is really suit me. I mean, it's a known fact women are naturally welding. Steady your hands, more attention to detail, et cetera, et cetera. You know, but they don't themselves, there's no women out there in the industry that are really propped up as a welder. Unfortunately, Jessie Combs, who rests in peace, she was an incredible, I think, role model for girls and women. And I think she introduced a lot of women to the industry that would have never otherwise been, uh, have thought of it as an option. So we're definitely trying to target women and put more of our women in the forefront as examples for them so they can actually see themselves as a welder and see that this is a job industry that they can fit into and enjoy and and have satisfaction and find success in.
0: How are the employers reacting to that? So I hear the effort that you're making, but it doesn't work mm-hmm. unless the employers embrace it. What have you seen with the
1: employers? Yeah, well, yeah, we've had a few that actually prefer women. <laughs> oh
0: wow, that's great! <laughs> yeah,
1: um, they actually snatch them up uh, because they they feel like they get a more dedicated employee, less attitude. They're definitely punctual. Um, yes. They have a cleaner workspace. Like these are intangible things that a lot of women already come with. That it's like obvious or, or easy about. Um, and they a lot of times women who have dealt with and gone through like welding. They've dealt with a, a heavy male population where they're the minority. Mm-hmm. Uh, they've learned how to navigate that socially. So there's a lot less tr- trouble when there's not a ton of females, but a few mixed in with mostly males. Uh, a lot of times that dynamic really works. So for a lot of employers, they um, they have sought out some of our women to bring on board because because of some of those intangible skills have already come to the table with.
0: Excellent. So I know that you've worked in social media before. So, I'm wondering how social media and technology is affecting the profession.
1: Oh, I think it's been incredible. There's a lot of networking that happens with social media, but I also have given us another platform to show the trade and to demonstrate. It gives women another avenue to look up. You know, you can search the hashtag women in welding and be able to access information and see other people that are like you doing the trade. And the same thing for men. You can look up access for information, but social media demonstrates the trade and the lifestyle that comes with it and some of the career opportunities. So I think it's incredible. I, I witnessed it more this past year at Fabtech, which is a huge conference that happens every year. I never really knew the impact of social media until I saw that social <laughs> media in the welding industry. And then I saw them at Fabtech and the kind of following that they get um, and loyalty from from people who are fans of their skill set. And I thought, wow, that's really neat. You know, they're modernizing what people could think to be outdated. It becomes cool again and achievable. So I think social media has tremendous things for the skills industry period, but definitely for welding. They've made ways that we found to make it cool again and make it sexy and all those things that people want to be a part of i think so it's just been a great platform to demonstrate the different aspects of it and how they can be positive in your life
0: yeah and speaking of that i've seen people um on social media i've seen this uh lady named barbie the welder who does videos of her work on social media so i i know what you're saying that does make sense you know, mm-hmm. in, in terms of how people use social media, um, can you tell me? You know, I I think you'd you'd move from out of state to Georgia. I'm curious how you how you okay. got this role um, because you were out of state. I, I think when you finished with the Marines and you were working for uh, your previous company, how did you get this particular job role?
1: It's been an interesting. Uh, I've had an interesting career path, but when I got out of the military. My husband at the time took a job in, uh, or he was transferred, he was, a, he was in marine as well, and he was transferred down to be. It took me a while, but I finally um, got a job at Ingleship Shipbuilding, and that's where I spent six years. Really, really happy there. And my job, part of my job was to create these relationships with welding schools because it's difficult with Navy standards to find students fresh out of school who pass the test because Navy standards are, are pretty high. So in my search for places, you know, I'm from Georgia. I grew up there in the state. So I always, of recruiters, they kind of always let me have the Georgia schools. <laughs> I would come to sense. Georgia every couple of weeks to recruit, which is how I met Joanna. And that relationship was uh, formed. So I was actually taking a different job. I decided that I wanted to be closer to home. I wanted to be back in my home state. So I was taking a different job. Uh, and I called Joanna for a reference, and she asked me to wait 24 hours with get a job offer. So <laughs> it, uh-huh. it wasn't in my original plan to be here in Atlanta, but she actually created the job for me. At the time, they didn't have a recruiter on staff. They were really, really how school has developed uh, to, to what it is today. So they've put out uh, for many years really good students, really high quality students who've been happy with their education and word of mouth how to stay in business for a long time. thing list was really, really long, and so she was looking to expand the program a little bit and buy a bigger building. So she brought me in and, and on the recruiting side to help fill in the gap of where we were going to be experiencing you know bigger classroom uh, numbers. so we needed we needed to like fill in the gap there. So she was hoping with uh, some recruit like positive concentrated recruitment efforts that we could get the numbers. You know, and fill the class seats, and we still have a waiting list since the day we opened in the new building. So wow, I think everything's going really well. Yeah, uh,
0: it's a testament to your to your to your um, experience and your work. <laughs> and, and, and speaking of your experience, uh, you know, first of all, thank you for your service. Thank your, you. Your that. your experience as a marine, sh- surely, I'm sure that helped you in your role here.
1: Oh, Hi. there's so many things. I think the Marine Corps gives you like life skills, like just general life skills. But it definitely gave me a lot of discipline. And I like to speak to a lot of different audiences, whether that was an officer or a junior Marine would be able to, you know, adapt to your... Office. And I think that's been a big... That's been very beneficial for me and my current job. There's obviously already a lot of discipline uh, instilled in you from, from the military. But uh, there's a lot of interpersonal skills that we had to learn to be seen as a professional military service member, So I think some of that professionalism that I have today really started from the military, to be honest
0: with you. Excellent. Can you share the process of how people become a welder going through your program?
1: We have a unique process. You know, as far as like, you know, the application is pretty standard. But once you start there, our program is self-paced, which I really appreciate. And most people seem to really feel comfortable there. Uh, we progress to the four basic uh, types of welding, so stick, flux cord, MIG, and tig. that's between the student and the instructor before they move on. So if you have a learning disability or any kind of handicap that might, you know, challenge you in a learning process, a lot of times when you take off the time time constraint of you have two weeks to learn stick welding, you know, when that has lifted off of you and you don't feel like you have to learn on someone else's learning learning curve, I think they relax and learn and retain so much better and longer. So I really have enjoyed watching people kind of transform throughout their time there because it's relatively short. Our full-time program is three and a half months in and out. It's very quick. But because they have so much concentrated time, seven hours in the lab every day, Consistency and repetition really nails down that skill, that And then they're out of there and they're getting jobs. So we're really proud of, of how they progress through the program. We do have book work. There is classroom time. We, um, we try to keep it as minimum as possible because there usually people are hands-on well, uh, hands on learners, and especially in the world industry, you've got to do it. So much concentrated lab time. The classroom makes more sense to supply the knowledge all day. So I love our process and how students learn there. I think it it makes for very personalized education, which people need in today's classroom. Nowadays, <laughs> it's sure. time that we focus on their skill set. So
0: that makes sense. And so that's also getting them ready for work. You know, that hands-on training is so important. Talk to me about the profile mm-hmm. of students coming into your program, because you know we see now that there are people who work a job and career and change careers, and we also have kids mm-hmm. in high school who are not going to college. So I imagine there's a mix of people coming through your program.
1: We see it's hard to say. We see so many different types. I have had two students actually, current ones currently enrolled over the age of sixty-five. Oh, wow. um, I've had. As young as 17. <laughs> wow. <laughs> <laughs> so, and I'd like to say everything in between. Yeah, one of them was a uh, Vietnam veteran. So, wow. uh, and he's actually very near and dear to my heart. I feel like we got good friends <laughs> when we He was a really unique person uh, who came to us from out of state. So that was neat. I'm
0: just curious, how do they, the interaction of somebody 17 versus somebody 65? I'd be curious about the 17 year old could learn a lot from somebody 65 and vice versa. How does that work?
1: It's very interesting. I had that challenge, you know, for the first time we're seeing four generations in the same workplace and that's really never happened in the history of, of the United States. So it's really, it's it's finicky. It can be tricky. I think there's always, especially that you're not really sure who's going to interact well with who, but the, Younger guys really respect and have, um, and listen to him as, a uh, as being the age that he was. Mm-hmm. But we've never, uh, ever experienced a lot of conflict among students there. It's very much a brotherhood, a fraternity atmosphere sometimes that the girls kind of jump into and kind of become part of the group. I think it's a really interesting dynamic. And I, I have spoken to some of the younger kids about. So um, that's part of one of the things that I talk to them about in depth is knowing how to approach and speak and network and interact with people generations older than you do because the law industry is still very much run by people in their 50s, 60s. I mean, easily still the people who control that industry. And so even something as a handshake is, can be crucial to a first impression. So we literally talk through and through handshakes and eye contact because these things are not done anymore but the ones that are giving out that's the level of expectation and so you have to be able to to your audience and I think that we work with them on life skills folks like that throughout the program one of the instructors literally takes almost a, a 45 minute section of his classroom and literally talks about handshakes and how important wow. they are wow. and what not to do because it's it's going to be important. And a lot of people, that's your first impression. A lot of men, they think you can tell a lot by a man by a handshake.
0: So 100%. So
1: yeah, we, we talk about that because that's you can send the worst first impression yes. um, and that can involve the job. So we talk about skills like that, life skills like that throughout the program that I think are really neat. But as far as who comes through that program, I've seen a 17-year-old who loves Dungeons and Dragons and you know, video games all day. I've seen a forty got forty nine year old who left Amazon and retired and this is what he just always wanted to do. So this is what he's doing. And I've seen someone like our sixty year old who, you know, he just wanted he's this is something he's always wanted to do. I think he had done machinery before. We have a girl in there right now who's done glass blowing as her um It's her trade for a long time. She's more of an in the artistry field. And this is she's always kind of wanted to up the ante. And I think she was born in the 60s as well. So she's, you know, I mean, people change careers and whatnot. I I would say our average age is in the early 20s, but we see everything in
0: between for sure. That's amazing. And I know one of your specialties is finding companies. How are you doing that? How are you (laughs) building these partnerships?
1: For a long time. We sought out employers but there's so many that have found us I could tell you a personal story when I was on the when I worked for the shipyard I was doing follow-up on the students that I had recruited so I would have to find these students down in the shipyard which is extremely different 12,000 people on shift oh wow but I would I find <laughs> climb down in the ships and find some students I would talk to their foreman and kind of get an idea some feedback about where, you know, how did that student work out? And when I went to speak with the foreman, he said, I don't know where you got this kid from, but I want three or four more just like, him. Wow. ironically, he came from Georgia trade school. So this foreman got my, my uh, email. And so he would email me and say, when's the next time you're going down there? I want to make sure that I pick up the students when they're done with training that come from that school. So in that small interaction that I had, you know, I think the same interaction has been had with a lot of employers throughout. And Joanna has done an exceptional job of creating a reputation. Um, and the instructors are are crucial in creating people with good work ethic. So we think a lot of people will hire you for attitude and then train you for skill. You could not be great welder and still get a job if you had the right attitude. And so I think so many of our students kind of buy into that and appreciate that skill set and come with that on the job. So we've created a reputation of the from students that have gone before them, And those employers just keep coming back. <laughs> so, right. so we're really happy. And that's helped spread our job network. We've had students who come in and just had gotten a job somewhere. And then, you know, the employer now wants to see more people like them. So that wasn't necessarily something that we did, but just part of general working. I think now we have a list of 60 plus employers that we work with on a day basis to to place students. So it's not been terribly hard for us. And placement is probably the easiest part of our job. (laughs) Fortunately, um, getting them jobs is relatively easy. The students who've gone out represent school uh, in an exceptional way, and that's kept them coming back.
0: Excellent. Final question. What makes your school special, And What's the benefit of enrolling at Georgia Trade School?
1: Oh, there's so many. <laughs> How do you pick? Uh, I think it's just special. It's small. We have a, a small teacher ratio. So it's 12, we have a 12 to 1 student teacher ratio. They're getting so much personal time um, with an instructor. And I think the instructors care on a level, and we've incorporated so many life skills throughout the program. That you can't really get anywhere else. I come in and teach a resume class and I talk to students about unions and about staffing agencies and about what what is health insurance and what's a health savings account. You know, we kind of go through through important skills that people don't know how to do. We talk about evaluating job offers. Is one higher an hour than one with benefits, which job should I take? So they're a well a really well round person. I think we make great welders, but I think we make great workers. And that's what I would say is the bigger benefit is that you're not just learning to weld. You're learning life skills and you're getting a lot of time. We offer in our program 500 hours in the lab. So that's an exceptional amount of time to build a foundation for a skill set that can take you anywhere in the industry you want to go. So I think those are a couple of the bigger benefits that I see. You're always connected to a job network there, uh, which is credible and, and lifetime beneficial. <laughs> um, and you've hundreds plus students that have gone before you to network with. So those are those are That's some really big added benefits to to us over a standard
0: a standard school. Excellent. Excellent. Well, we'd like to end with a few rapid questions and, you know, there are more personal okay. questions, uh, nothing too deep. And I'm going to start with what podcast do you listen to?
1: There is a podcast out there um, that I actually really enjoy. Welding tips and tricks by Jody Collier. Um, it's probably one of my favorites. <laughs> it's one of my favorite and he, he is a welder. So.
0: <laughs> excellent. Well, that's He's not my a surprise. Favorite not a surprise at all. <laughs> Excellent. Good choice. And what is your favorite artist or music? Oh, that's
1: so hard. Uh, I would say classically, for the rest of time, you can't go wrong with Aerosmith. I think he's good for every occasion. Definitely.
0: Agree. 100%. <laughs> 80s rock. <laughs> um, <laughs> for sure. What book that you read, what book did you read that had an impact on you?
1: Uh, I. I read a book earlier this year called Can't Hurt Me by David Goggins. Lended to me, and I thought it was incredibly powerful. His story is very unique. I'm, the book is quite popular now, but it did impact me in a profound ways. a prior Navy SEAL who overcame some pretty significant odds in his life uh, and has made himself to be a very successful person. So that book is probably my favorite to date, and I definitely think it's had a powerful impact on my motivation on a day-to-day basis
0: excellent one thing on your bucket list
1: i would definitely say i would like to see the eiffel tower one day (laughs) one of those things
0: definitely and one thing you can't live without
1: i probably couldn't live without music we play at we actually play music in the lab all day and i really love that at the school because Music can be a really relaxing thing. It can motivate you in all kinds of different ways. So music is something I can't live without.
0: Three hundred percent. And a quote or mantra that you live by.
1: My mantra. I, I definitely say this a lot. <laughs> go hard or go home. <laughs> I like know? that. You're going to do put it all, go put it all in or don't do it at all. So I say you got to go at a hundred or nothing at all. I know I'm really an in between gray area.
0: Excellent. Well, Sydney. Thank you for being on the show. And if I can ever help you with anything that you're doing with your school, please don't hesitate to let me know. I really appreciate your time.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Thanks for having us.
0: My pleasure. Take care. Thank you for listening to Skill Stadium. It would mean so much if you left a review on iTunes and told your family and friends about the podcast.